Let a living soul shout a living hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. I say good morning to every listeners and our viewers all over the world. I welcome you to another Pentecostal Church of Christ, Sianes Aladura, online Sunday service. This day, 26th of April, 2020. God bless you. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We give you glory for the privilege to be in the press, in your presence, and to, uh, to, to learn at, uh, at your feet this day. Father, we say be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Thank you for keeping us alive. Thank you for preservation of souls. Father, we thank you because your grace has covered us. Father, we say be thou exalted in Jesus' name. We pray, O oh Lord, that as we go into thy word this morning, we ask you, Holy Spirit, that you will expose our spirit man to the revelations of God's word in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, we pray, oh Lord, that your word will locate everyone at the point of their needs in the name of Jesus. At the end of everything, let us have cause to glorify your name. In Jesus' most precious name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. I would like to say this before we move on into the teaching proper. Two days ago, the Lord was speaking to me from the book of 2 Kings chapter 7. And it says, Elisha came from the desert to the city and declared a word of turnaround, you know, to the people. And God told me, tell my people that despite this COVID-19 pandemic, there shall be a great turn around before the end of this year for everyone who believes in God. So please, I would like everyone to calm down. God is going to bring into our life, into our businesses, into our homes, a great turn around that it will be as if we have never experienced a pandemic this year. Hallelujah. God bless you. By the grace of the Lord, we shall be teaching. I will be teaching you on commanding divine provision in the midst of scarcity. Commanding divine provision in the midst of scarcity. And our anchor scriptures is John chapter 6, 4 to 13. And uh, also Matthew 14, verse 15. And by the grace of the Lord, as the Holy Spirit instructed me, going to take John chapter 6, 4 to 13, verse by verse. And we, but we're going to start from Matthew chapter 14, verse 15. You know, there are some revelations that Holy Spirit told me and he asked me to take, you know, this teaching verse by verse. So I would like you to, you know, get ready for an encounter with the God of revelation. And I know that after this revelation, there will be transformation and elevation in your life, in the name of Jesus Christ. Please, it's going to be a, a serious teaching, and this is the first teaching, I mean, series. By the grace of the Lord, we will conclude the second series next week. Hallelujah. Please, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verse 15, and we move on from there. And it says, When it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a deserted place. 
and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. Hallelujah. Now, the, 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 the key word here is desert. A, a desert. a desert. A deserted, a deserted place. Hallelujah. And now, what does a desert signifies in this context? You know, I wrote here saying, a desert is a place of where there is no hope. It's a place of where there is no help. It's a place where people are stranded. Hallelujah. Now, in other words, the people in those days that were with Jesus were hopeless. They were helpless. And, uh, you know, they, they were stranded. They were fully stranded without any expectation of a way out. Hallelujah. But uh, God told me while preparing this message, eh, my, the reason why I'm telling you to, to teach my people this teaching is because a lot of them are hopeless presently. They are, they are helpless. They feel stranded. Hallelujah. You know, they know, a lot of people doesn't know the way out of this scarcity. They don't know way, the way out of, 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 of their poverty, of their lack. But God has a good news for you. No matter your hopelessness, no matter your helplessness, no matter how stranded you, might, you may be right now, the word of the Lord says that I shall help you. Thou shall not be put to shame. I see help coming to someone's helplessness in the name of Jesus. Help, a timely divine help is coming to your life. This week, your hidden tears shall become an open testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus, you know, they were hopeless, they were helpless, and they were fully stranded. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus said something. He said in verse, in verse 16, but Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Now, this is what Jesus Christ asked me to tell you this morning. You need not to be hopeless. You need not to feel helpless. You need not to feel stranded. Jesus said, give them something to eat. In, in other words, for him to have said, give them something to eat, that means he had something to, to give them, but the disciples never knew. No, Jesus Christ has something, a great thing, to give to you. He has the answer to your questions. Hallelujah. He has the answer to your questions. Let's always say, Jesus Christ has the answer to my questions. Jesus Christ has solution to my situation. Jesus Christ knows the way out, out of my no way. Hallelujah. You know, you have called a lot of people, they, they, you know, they don't pick your course again because they already knew what you want to ask for. But this day, a call of joy that you never envisaged is coming your way that will bring your hidden tears to an open testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, the people, you know, and you know, okay, let's go to John chapter 6 now. We are going back to John chapter 6. We're going to go through 4 to 13, but we'll take it one after the other, as I told you, according to the instruction of God. Now, the Bible says, now the Passover, a feast of the 
Jews was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that this may eat? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the people were in the desert. But the disciples thought the only place to get bread for this multitude is in the city. Now listen to this. Stop looking up to the city. Your testimony might be in the desert. Hallelujah. Your help might not be in the city. Your help might be in the desert. For the Bible says in Isaiah 43 verse 18, that word, the Bible says, I shall do a new thing. Shall you not know it? Say, I will make rivers in the desert. I will make a way in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Mm. There shall be rivers in the desert. So your help is in the desert and not in the city. Hallelujah. Your help is in the desert and not in the world, in the city. Hallelujah. In other words, your help is not in whom you know but in God that you know. Your help is not though, is not in whom you know. It's in the God you know. Hallelujah. And the book of Daniel says, those who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Hallelujah. It's not those who know their father or mother or uncle or those who have relatives abroad. Hallelujah. Some people think their help comes from abroad. Hallelujah. Your help does not come from abroad. It comes from above. And Pastor Dele Miele, my mentor said, whatever that comes from above is above all. Hallelujah. I see someone's help coming from above. In the name of Jesus, that help will hit you suddenly. You will burst into tears of joy for abundance of supernatural supply. In the name of Jesus. Now, this week, I heard this, this week, your house that is empty for food shall be filled with abundance of food. You will be a giver of food this year. There shall be financial restoration in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me move forward. Jesus said, where shall we buy bread that this may eat? Now, the problem in that desert was not what to buy with, but where to buy from. Hallelujah. Jesus said, where? Where? Where shall we buy from? Hallelujah. Where shall we buy bread? So, Jesus said that because he had the resources to buy with. He had the currency to buy from the market of divine provision. In the course of the teaching, I will be revealing to you by the grace of the Lord and the Holy Spirit. The currency to buy from the market of divine provision. Hallelujah. He knew what he would do. Hallelujah. Verse 6 says, But this is said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Now, the word, what he will do, you know, we are, we are always bothered, burdened, and concerned about what to eat, what to drink. The Bible says, what to wear. Hallelujah. 
in Matthew chapter 6. I'll read from verse 24. Jesus addressed the issue of what in the kingdom. You know, it has always been a burden to many Christians. The issue of what, and it says, Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. And the Bible says here, okay, let me start from 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Can you see? He said, therefore, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Hallelujah. So the, the issue of what is a, is, you know, is a serious issue in this kingdom. Hallelujah. Although for those who are not conscious of divine supply. Hallelujah. So Jesus knew what he would do. And he said to them, where shall we buy bread from? Where? So God knows what he will do concerning your scarcity, concerning your lack. Stop asking yourself, what am I going to do? God knows what to do. You only need to act into every instruction from the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He knew what to, what to do. You know why? Because he is the bread of life. He is the living bread. He is the bread of life. Now, because Jesus is the living bread and the bread of life, he can never lack access to the bread of men. May I tell you this? The people in the desert were never filled with the bread of men, but with the bread of life. You will see it in the course of the teaching. They were never Filled with the bread of men. Jesus only needs the five loaves of bread as a contact to connect to the bread of life. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 7. Philip answered him, 200 denary worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that even one of them may have a little. Hallelujah. I would like you to underline two words there. Not sufficient and a little. Not sufficient and a little. Stop focusing your eyes on your insufficiency. But start putting your trust in the efficiency of God for supernatural supply. Hallelujah. Many a times when we find ourselves in the midst of scarcity, we always focus our eyes on our insufficiencies. But you know what? We are supposed to focus or put our trust in the efficiency of God for our sufficiency. Hello? We are to put our trust in the efficiency of God for our sufficiency. His efficiency determines your sufficiency. Hallelujah. So, in order not to lose faith, in order not to lose heart, in order not to become wearied, when there is scarcity, when we are experiencing lack, we are to put our trust and our faith in the efficiency of God 
for supernatural supply and not in our insufficiency. Hallelujah. David said in Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In other words, even though there is scarcity, even though there is a lockdown, since I have trusted the Lord as my shepherd, I won't lack my shelter. That's what David was trying to say. That if the Lord is your shepherd, you will never lack your shelter. If the Lord is your supplier, there will be a multiplier effect of, of divine provision upon your life. In the course of the teaching, I will also be revealing to you the multiplier effect of divine provision. It's in the scripture here. The spiritual multiplier effect of supernatural supply. Hallelujah. That was the secret of Jesus in, this, in, the, in the desert to feed the people. There was a spiritual multiplier effect on the bread. Hallelujah. When you trust the efficiency of God for your supernatural supply, you will never miss your daily delicacy. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 11, the Bible says, Give us this day our daily bread. <laughs> Give us, not your husband, not your business, not from your work, your salary. He said, oh Lord, give us this day our daily bread. So it is the Lord that giveth us our daily bread, not what we do. Hallelujah. Many people have stopped working. But I can tell you a lot of people are not working and they are smiling in this pandemic. And it's not that they know one governor or senator. Because <laughs> the Lord is their shepherd. So they cannot want. Hallelujah. Those who understand what I'm saying knows. Give us our daily bread. Hallelujah. Let me say this. Your daily bread is not guaranteed by your daily work. All the works you have been doing, going to work, going to, I mean, doing business, within two weeks, one month, everybody is already shouting. You know, we are panicking. Hallelujah. Because our daily work cannot guarantee our daily bread. You know what? It is his daily bread that guarantees our daily bread. His daily bread. Bread. That guarantees our daily bread. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, Satan said, If thou art the son of God, Turn this stone to bread. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, he said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. In other words, what comes from the mouth of God is the bread of life. Let me say this. Now, in the book of Genesis, the Bible says, and God breathed, Genesis chapter 1, and God breathed into the nostry of man, the bread of life. Don't think he just said, mm. he spoke the word. Little wonder when Jesus took the bread, he spoke. Hallelujah. He never complained. God spoke the word, his word into the 
ministry of man, a man became a living soul. And that is why Jesus said, he is the living bread. Because man was created through the living bread. So it is the living bread that produces the living bread. What sustains you in the midst of scarcity is not just physical food, but spiritual food, which is the living bread, the word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Is someone here? So access to your daily bread is guaranteed by his daily bread. If only we had wisdom, understanding, before this pandemic, maybe a lot of us would never be, at, be in want or be in need. But there was no access to the daily bread because we are too burdened and concerned about our daily bread. Hallelujah. Your life cannot survive based on the bread of men, but by the bread of life. So your survivor is not in the physical bread. Your survivor is in the spiritual bread. Hallelujah. So you need to access the throne of grace and of power and of revelation for a consistent and constant daily bread of the living God. If there is no spiritual scarcity in your life, there won't be a physical scarcity. Hallelujah. Let's move on. In verse 7, Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. So the second one we are considering here is a little. You know what that means? Philip belittled the little things that was available. I'm going to connect that statement to what Andrew said. In verse 9, he said, There's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Can you see? The Holy Spirit explains some things here. Uh, you know, in the course of preparing this message, I would like you to, to be open at, and attentive to a lot of us, we have belittled the little resources, the little talent, the little gift, the little opportunity that God has given to us when there was abundance. Hallelujah. There are times that God will bless you with some seed, some money, some opportunity in order for you to invest it and prepare for the time of drought or famine. But we were unable to recognize that this is a seed and not a food. A lot of us, we have eaten our seed because we were hungry. There are times that God will give you some money just to, to invest in something that little, you call it, you call it little, but God is saying it's much. Hallelujah! Just like the parable of the of the talents, He said, "What are you giving me? What are you giving me? Just one talent, 
Come and take your thing. I don't need it again. Hallelujah. He said, what, what are there among so many? Ah! Every harvest is bred through a seed. Sometimes ago, I said to our church, you know, the people in the, in the house of God, I said, stop praying for harvest when you are here to, to plant your seed. Oh Lord, let there be harvest. Let there be harvest. And the seed is in your hand. You did not plant it. God is not stupid. He's not a magician. Hallelujah. God has asked you for little. God has given you some little. And you know, you refuse to let go. Now, all that you think you can keep, where are they? Has vanished. Hallelujah. Now, let's come to the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. There is a beautiful story there that we need to learn from. 2 Kings chapter 4. The Bible says here, And a certain woman of the wives of the sons of prophet, of the prophet cried to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. Underline that word, feared the Lord. So he was righteous. Hmm. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. An anointed prophet of God. He had calling. Hallelujah. In, in fact, he's from the generations of the prophets. It doesn't matter. Your life will never be profitable until you understand how to manage the little things, the little resources. Amen. The prophet, the late prophet in question, was anointed. He was spiritual. He was spiritually inclined. Yet, he died in death. After his death, in fact, they wanted to take his, his two sons for slavery. Oh! What an ignorance! And the wife, thank God the wife, you know, was directed to Elisha. And says, sir, deliver your, your daughter. They have come to, to take my two sons for slaves because my husband was ignorant of what of the little oil he had. And Elisha said, What do you have about him? He said, I have nothing. Can you see? Your main servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Oh! A jar of oil. Now, let me say this. The prophet had access to the oil, yet he never had access to the spoils. The spoils means the results, the testimonies, the blessings, the glory that the oil was supposed to produce in his life. Hallelujah. Despite his level of spirituality, he could not command prosperity. Spirituality is not a guarantee for prosperity, my people. It's not. It is not. He was spiritual. But he, and he died in poverty. God gave him a resource, which is the die of oil. But he could not maximize it to get results. Financial results. You know, I was telling someone, I said, 
a lot of Christians we are ignorant that there are seven spirits of God according to Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1 to 2 the spirit of the Lord the spirit of the fear of the Lord the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of knowledge and counsel hallelujah the spirit of understanding all we are after is the spirit of the fear of the Lord because we want to get to heaven mm, it's good but if you lack wisdom the spirit of wisdom and understanding and knowledge about the principles of the kingdom you will fear God but you will die like an unbeliever you will live like an unbeliever and if care is not taken even your faith you carry, you, you say you, you proclaim could be put to shame because, because of lack of wisdom, knowledge and understanding about the principles of the kingdom you, will, you might end up begging unbelievers for food and God, see, God is not moved by that listen carefully God is not moved by your emotions God is moved by your knowledge those who know their God shall be strong not those who, who are emotional who pray hallelujah being spiritually inclined is not a license not to be poor I'm going to church I'm studying my Bible I'm doing everything you need the spirit of wisdom knowledge and understanding to be able to harness the kingdom treasures spirituality is not an automatic cure for poverty because a lot of us if only we had the understanding of the principles of divine provision we will never be in this condition we will never we will never we will never Jesus had no salary because you say uh, the reason why I'm in this position is because I'm not working again and uh, there's a lockdown you know uh, I'm not getting salary no no wages nobody's giving me anything no Jesus had no salary he had no work yet he, he had supernatural supply at every point of his need God was revealing to me he, he, he only spirit asked me he said how oh, Jesus was able to bring money from the mouth of the fish and I said ah it's a miracle he said, he said what do you mean by a miracle I said miracle is something that is beyond the power of men he said but there is a principle he used he said, I don't understand. I said, it's God's power. It's God's supernatural power. He said, shut up. It's not just supernatural power. There was a principle that was applied to attract and to bring down that supernatural provision from the mouth of the fish. And I said, what is that principle? He said, the principle of faith. The principle of confession. He said, how do you mean? He said, he called Peter. Peter, go to the river. The first fish you are going to get, you will see money in his mouth. Bring the money, pay for myself, and pay for yours. Ah! Authority of faith by confession and action. It's not because it's Jesus, you can do it as well. You can do it. That's what Jesus said. The works I did, ye shall do, and greater works, greater works than this, ye shall do. Hallelujah. 
The woman said, I have nothing but a jar of oil. A jar of oil. She never knew that the jar of oil could become virtues of oil. So you have to learn the principles of turning little to multitude. Turning little to greatness. Even the, the scripture say, despite not the day of your little beginning, little beginning gives you a great ending. Hallelujah. God cannot help your financial ignorance. God cannot. If Jesus was not wise enough, the disciples of Jesus would have sent the people away empty-handed. Ah! What, a, what a brutal ignorance. My people go into captivity for lack of knowledge. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 13. His own people, and he could not do anything about it. He cannot. Because he has given us what it takes in his war. We only need to sit down and begin to see what he says. Hallelujah. I have seen in this generation how people think they can use prayer and fasting to provoke divine blessing or to provoke God to bless them. Hello, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Prayer and fasting can gather the cloud. But there is a principle or there are principles that, must, that will bring down the rain upon you. Hallelujah. When you keep praying and fasting just because of financial blessings, you will soon become a frustrated prayer warrior. Hallelujah. You will become a frustrated prayer warrior. I was reading in the news yesterday, a man, a woman, and their son for two months, that's 60 days, of dry fasting. They locked themselves in their house, inside the room, and they started praying and fasting for 60 days. Dry fasting. What an ignorance. I'm not saying fasting and prayer is no good. I also fast, I pray. But prayer and fasting can never take the place of knowledge. It, it can't, it can't. It can't. Paul said in Romans chapter 10, I bear record that Israel, my, my people, they are zealous but without knowledge. The prophet was zealous. The late prophet, I mean, in 2 Kings chapter 4. He was zealous. He was, he was God-fearing. He was righteous, but he died in death. He died as a, as a poor man. And that poverty almost made his two sons slaves. Hallelujah. So, Stop thinking or believing that your prayer and fasting for days, even dry fasting, can provoke the verb. You, you will become a frustrated prayer warrior. Hallelujah. And the prophet said, what do you have? He said, a of oil. He said, that is what you need. There is a jar of oil in your house now. There is a jar of oil. There is a jar of oil. Before the pandemic, Holy Spirit told me, do this for me, do this for me, do this for me. And thank God that I happened to him. Thank God for now. Thank God. Thank God. We bless God. There is a jar of oil in your house that God wants you to go and invest. It could be in the life of someone. It could be in, in the life of that megad. It could be in the life of someone you hate. Hallelujah. It could be anything as God lifts you. There is a jar of oil 
there is an opportunity that God wants you to use to maximize to get results stop saying I, I have nothing I have nothing if you continue to say you have nothing you become nothing in life to meet your need pay attention to your seed because God will only meet your need through your seed and not through your prayers the moment a seed is not planted, harvest is already dead. I was a former farmer <laughs> when I was with my grandma. We don't joke and play with our seed. You don't. Let the hunger come. We will never eat the seed. This one, I felt like we know want to go and plant, plant it in the, in the farm. We will never touch it. No hunger can provoke us to touch the seed. Never. Now, what are you going, what are you supposed to do with the little seed? You are supposed to invest it. You are supposed to what? Invest the seed. Don't eat the seed. A lot of us we have eaten our seed and we are yet uh, and we are still praying for harvest. It cannot, it doesn't work. This kingdom works by keys. Say, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you lose on it shall be lost in heaven. Whatever you bound on it shall be bound in heaven. Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. The keys means the principles I will teach you. I will teach you the right things. When you know the right things, you will live the right, a, a right life. Hallelujah. The woman went back and did as the prophet said. I remember something. The prophet told her that when you get home, borrow virtues from your neighbors. On Tuesday, when we were having our Bible study on our church WhatsApp platform, I said something. I said, you know, the topic was turning crisis to profits. I said something about this same woman. She had the jar of oil, but she never had pots, virtues. A lot of us, we have the jar of oil, but we don't have good relationship. Now, if she never had good relationship with her neighbors, how will he get pots to pot the oil for multiplication and abundance? There are some people, because of your bad attitude, a lot of people will have assisted you in this lockdown. But because, how can, how can someone who you don't greet, someone you, you keep malice with, bless you? It's not possible. I said that such a person has the spirit of God and the fear of God. Hallelujah. Go and borrow virtues. In other words, you have the network of good neighbors. And your network determines your networks. Not your prayer. You can pray like Elijah. Hello? She had good relations with people around him. There are some people, they have, they have what you need now. But because they are afraid to call your name and say, Yeah, like your brother, like your sister, like your ah, Maybe you, you start cursing them. God has answered some people. But he has put the answer in the hand of someone they don't greet. 
So you keep on praying. You will remain so long on the altar of prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is where I'm, I'm going to stop by the grace of God. We'll continue from this. Hallelujah. So start building a network of great people. Start living in love, not in hatred. Hallelujah. That little thing, start investing it. The little jar of oil in your house, ask God, how am I going to invest it? What do you want me to do now? What do you want me to do now? What do you want me to help now? It's not later. Now, now, now. Hallelujah. God told someone, I don't know, he, he, he said, God said, I should go and give one more salary at the beginning of the year. And a month after, he got a job that is times four of the salary he paid. Hallelujah. Today, there is no lockdown. He's going to work. And if he were in the former company, he would have been locked down. He called me and said, they said there is no salary for them again in that place. But where he is, he's going to work. They are paying salary. In fact, they are giving them whatever allowance, hazard allowance for coming to work in this pandemic. This is how to live a kingdom life. Isaac sold in the midst of famine. And reap hundred fourteen. It's not an abracadabra. It's real. But I pray for someone. The spirit of revelation is coming upon you to open your eyes to the re reality of the truth of the gospel. In the name of Jesus, I speak to someone's life. This week shall be your week of good news. In the name of Jesus Christ. Aroda, Lake Susa, Rebragada. I heard the spirit of the Lord saying to me in the course of preparing this message, and it just reminded me now that someone planned to get wedded. You know, you planned your wedding before the pandemic, and you have already concluded with your fiance or fiance that you are going to cancel the wedding. This is what the spirit of the Lord asked me to tell you. I don't know who he is, who she is. God said, Don't cancel that wedding. There will be a great turn around. He that finds a wife, finds a good thing, and obtain favor of the Lord. You don't need money to get married. You need divine favor too. I am a product of that. A living testimony of that. No money, 1,050 naira in my account. And we bought everything more than enough. If I was angry with my mom, why will you buy all these things? When you know that there's nothing at all, he said, don't worry. My son, God will do it. God did it. We are not where we used to be. Though we are not where we are going. But we know God is taking us there. So don't cancel that wedding. I see help coming suddenly. I see help. I see help. I see help. Help is coming. I heard the word. I will make way in the wilderness. Every wilderness you find yourself now. I see Jesus the way. He said, I am the way. I am the way. I am the way. Kara lekete susa. Reprago de suta. The one that is the way. He's making a way for you. He's making a way for you. Arobi kadeno. Sekuri balikara shasusa. Reprago de suta. 
Reprend the door. Esotara. 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 There is a way for you. Out of no way that you find yourself, there is a way for you. A solution is coming upon your situation. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will laugh. Now, you cried over the night. This is what the Spirit of the Lord says. But as from this moment, there will be joy surrounding your life. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you. The whosoever have forgotten you. <laughs> Within the next 48 hours, I saw 48. Hmm? Clearly, clearly spoke. For the word of the Lord says, I shall declare 18 on earth and it shall be established in heaven. In the next 48 hours, those who have forgotten you shall begin to call you. They will bless you. They will bless you. In the name of Jesus, your unconscious mind. In the name of Jesus, provision is coming upon your scarcity. There is prosperity coming upon your poverty. In the name of Jesus, as a five loaves of bread turned to multitude and leftover, I decree that little thing you have shall become great, shall become abundance. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for this nation. There shall be divine intervention. Just like the prophet came from the desert to the city. Father, we speak to the nations of this world. There shall be a sudden turnaround around the Mustafa. In the economy, I see a turnaround. I see a moon roaming, 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 roaming. A moon is roaming. I see a great honor, a sudden one, a sudden one, a sudden great honor, a sudden great honor coming upon the economies of the nations. In the name of Jesus, everyone sick, whether coronavirus or other diseases, receive your healing. Receive your healing. That child that is having a day, Karamon Setofar, I speak the word of life. I send the word of life to him. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. In the name of Jesus. The Lord said to me, that boy that is having a headache, you know, having temperature, just read Isaiah 53 into water. Use the water to bathe him, to drink, and you will testify. I'm expecting your testimony next week. I pray that you testify. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, we pray for our leaders. We ask for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to direct your people, you know, to lead this war of COVID-19 according to your mind and according to your way. In the name of Jesus, we pray for our earth workers. Sustain them in this time of war. Sustain them, oh Lord, preserve their lives. Lord, take care of their families. Take care of their family. Do not let their life go with this war. In the name of Jesus, angels of God, guide them, guide their fears, guide their families. Thank you, Father, and we pray for your church on the Pentecostal Church of Christ and the body of Christ. Oh Lord, preserve your children, preserve your church. Do not allow the gate of hell to prevail. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Now, if you have not given your life to Jesus, say after me, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I come with the burden of my sin. I confess my sins. And I forsake them. I belong to you. I confess you as my Lord and personal Savior. Save my soul. 
In Jesus' name, we pray. I congratulate everyone who have given their life to Jesus. It is a new beginning. It is a new encounter. And I want you to walk with consciousness of the Spirit in this new promise and covenant. God will be with you. Hallelujah. See you next week.